investor doing things on your own? How about someone working with a firm that isn't so responsive or in sync with your investment philosophy? My podcast talks you through all things financial. Look, there's stuff you don't deal with very often, but investments, insurance, and retirement is something we plan for each and every day. This is the Pennywise Financial Podcast, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. This is Constantine here at Monarch Wealth Management with my co-host, Jason Georgiev. He's back. He's back and he's better than ever. Today (laughs) is Wednesday, October 12th. Halloween is just a few weeks away. Jay, I'm sure you're super thrilled about this holiday. Yes, I am. I'm actually going trick-or-treating. I'm getting dressed up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait to see what your costume looks like. You don't want to see what my costume looks like. It's scary. You're right. I I might not want to know. But uh, viewers and listeners want to hear a little bit about the stock market. Let's take a look at the major indexes. Jay, why don't you start off with the Dow Jones, S&P and some of the major ones um, and let us know how they've been doing so far this year, Uh as if we don't already know. It's like Halloween. It's a little scary. Ooh. (laughs) So year to date, the Dow Jones is down 19.74%. Ouch. Did you want to go through all of them? <laughs> yeah, let's so so first one is Dow Jones. Yeah, first one's Dow Jones. Second one I have the S&P 500 down 25 25%. Uh the Nasdaq is at 341 341 and the Russell is 2613. Wow. Yeah. So we're talking about 2025 year to date. 26 year to date. And 30% down, uh, 30% was the NASDAQ, right? That's the technology companies. 34. 34% negative. That's Um, scary. Yeah, that's going to (laughs) sting. That's going to sting. And I'm sure a lot of folks are ignoring their statements, uh, trying to behave themselves. Um, You know, it's definitely a mental check on how comfortable you feel. Uh, when you're making money and you've made money in the last decade pretty easily, hand over fist. Um, sure. Yeah. The risk is fine. Right. I make, oh, I'm averaging 15, 20% a year. Yeah. That's no problem. Yeah. All of a sudden it becomes a problem when you're down 20, 25, 30%. And you erase those gains. So think about that for just a minute. I mean, a hundred thousand dollar investment. If you invested on January one, you're down on average 26, 27% if you have more in technology companies, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not a good place to be. No. It definitely makes you second guess what you're doing, why you're doing it, if this investment thing is for you. Um, and we'll get into a little bit more about that and in, in the psycho, uh, psychological component of investing. And I think it's a big part of it. It's not just the tactical and the strategies and picking the right stocks, but being able to stomach the good times and the bad times. All right, let's look at some of the sectors. I'd like to start off with the energy sector. Let's take a look there. So the energy sector is the XLE. I take a look at the XLE. Year to date, it's going to be a positive number. Okay, so it's up 39% again. Um, Today? Yeah. No, no, no. Year to date. Oh, year to date. Year to date. So this is energy. This is oil. But the XLE was, it did peak actually about June 8th and it headed south and came back up and headed south again. And now it's back on the upswing of things, mm-hmm. um, was up quite a bit. And now it's, it's retesting those highs. It's getting closer to that again. So 
38 plus percent year to date, it's a good place to be. You certainly can't have all of your money in energy. And why didn't you put everything there? Why didn't you put more money in there? Well, the real the reality is the last 10 years, it's been sucking wind, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> can't always be yeah. everywhere. Now, how about the financial sector? Uh, that is down about 23% year to date. That's the XLF year to date. 23% down. So pretty much in line with the other stocks that you mentioned, the other indexes that you mentioned about real estate. Real estate is the XLRE year to date is down almost 34%. You've not been safe in real estate year to date. How about the cryptocurrencies? We'll start off with the GBTC. That's a grayscale Bitcoin trust. Bitcoin is down 67% year to date. Ethereum, maybe we're lucky there. Nope. Uh, <laughs> let's try again. Down 74% yeah, year to date. Everything. Litecoin Trust is down almost 72. And then the good old fashioned bar of gold, we look at the GLD. It's down almost 8%, 7.5% year to date. So there really is not many places to hide. Um, the only place that we saw some green is energy. It's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, the war, you've got Ukraine, you've got inflation, you've got a different presidential regime in the U.S. You've got a new um, a new line, a new royal line in England, and you have some proposed changes. Uh, interest rates for them is is on the rise, just like they are here in the U.S. How about those old school savers? So like. Granny Smith that used to have 500,000 in the bank and she would buy CD after CD and she was getting comfortable making five, 6%, right? It's been miserable for Mrs. Smith, Granny Smith in the last 10 years, right? She's averaging maybe 1% if she's lucky in a CD. Well, that's about to, to start changing, right? Yeah. Look at the 10 year treasury is just under 4%. Mm-hmm. So it's a safe bet. You're buying treasuries uh, backed by the full faith and credit United States government. Pretty safe place to be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're locking up your money for 10 years. 3.9 sounds pretty good compared to half a percent or 75 basis points. Mm-hmm. But when you factor in the real cost of inflation, I mean, you go to Wegmans, you go to Tops, you go to Walmart, yeah. right? Things are out of control. Yeah. I mean, they were talking about and we were just at the store the other day. I should have I should have really uh, taken note, taken inventory of the stuff we were buying. But um, what do they say? A case of eggs, like oh, seven bucks. Actually, I heard that. I bought strawberries. Yeah. Strawberry, a, a little thing of strawberry. Now yeah. they were organic strawberries, but a tiny thing of strawberries. Any gas? Six, strawberries. Six ninety nine. Yeah, six nine. Yeah. I think we paid three ninety nine for those that same little crate of strawberries for my son. Yeah. So food costs are up, gas is up, heating oil is up, everything is is up except the stocks, except our investments, right? Yeah, and all those places. So we'll touch a little bit more on on those items and and where we see some opportunities uh, later on in the show. With that, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the show. 
want help building and managing an investment portfolio that's right for you, one that will help you maximize growth potential while you're saving, help you generate income when you need it most, and eventually preserve what you've saved to leave to your beneficiaries, we do this day in and day out and take the stress and responsibility of making those decisions off your plate. Subscribe to our newsletter, read our blog post, and listen to our podcast to get a flavor of how we do things. Our firm is unique and capable of handling all your investment and insurance needs. Monarch Wealth Management, our guidance, your future. Welcome back to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. Constantine here at Monarch Wealth Management with my co-host, Jason Georgiev. Welcome back to the show, everyone. So in this part of the show, we like to talk about real life scenarios. And I actually had a client meeting yesterday. This was for a prospect. Uh, a couple things to note. I'm not sure if people know about this, but we actually have four offices. So we've got two in Buffalo, one in downtown, one in Williamsville. We've got two in Rochester, one in Brockport and one in Brighton. But besides that, we do meet with a lot of business owners, right? Mm -hmm. And so why don't you share with people um, some of the options that people have if they want to schedule a meeting? It's not just here in the office. They have other options as well. Yeah. I mean, you guys can meet anywhere pretty much set up meetings at Starbucks sometimes or Grinds Cafe at Brockport um, at customers' houses if they need to. Business owners, right at the business. Business owners, right at the um, business. Yeah. Time is money, right? And, yeah. and business owners tend to like having maybe the first meeting on the phone or video. Mm -hmm. They might want to come out and check out the place to make sure that Constantine and Jason aren't in uh, my are, basement. Just are, are legit. Correct. We're <laughs> legit. You know, we've well, got a place of business. Sure it you is. Know, especially when you're dealing with their life savings. Think about it. You come in, you invest with me. Mm -hmm. What do you do? You write me a check, right? Mm -hmm. What do I give you? I don't give you keys to the car. I don't give you no. a new house. You walk away with financial maybe, security is what you give. Yeah. <laughs> Trust, right? Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of cases, it's yeah. it's not even well, paper. Yeah. You right? have to have a person. You build the personal relationship with people so they get to know you. They get to know your family um, and they feel more comfortable with you knowing that you're a legit business owner and that you're looking out for people's investments long term to make sure they have something to retire with. Absolutely. You know, and and people and the reason I point that out is. Person I met with yesterday didn't realize we have multiple offices. Didn't realize that we could do phone meetings or Zoom meetings or yeah. coffee shop meetings or meet at the business. I think mm -hmm. that's important. You know, yeah. we're not one of these uh, major corporations where we say, "No, no, no, you're yeah. going to meet us nine to five Monday through Friday." It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, traditional business hours or banking hours, I think, has changed pretty much across the board. Even from restaurants, even banks, mm -hmm. banks have cut hours. They've cut days. Um, some banks, of the banks yeah. are closed Wednesday. Yeah, in the or middle of the week. Later or correct. You know, correct. So. Now, back in the day when I used to work at the bank, we were um, eight thirty in the morning mm -hmm. until six p.m. Okay. And then on Saturdays we were open until one. Mm -hmm. I was in Jersey, and in New Jersey um, there was a bank, PNC Bank, mm -hmm. it was open on Sundays. Whoa. Yeah. Never heard of that. To me, that's that's kind of crazy though. Like yeah. who's who's doing their banking on a Sunday? Yeah. Uh, well. And then you got to get people, employees to work on a Sunday. That means, you know, people that might go to reserve that day for like church, church or family or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. How about just the day to relax and, and digest? So I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. I like our flexible work schedule. I think that's mm -hmm. important to talk about. So we do have flexibility on when and how we can meet with our clients. Definitely. The second thing is I want to talk a little bit about how the meeting went. 
in the dialogue because it's not the first time this has happened. But to me, it's a refresher. It's a refresher of what people know and what they might not know. Mm-hmm. So this individual that I met with uh, started a new business, right? And so when you start a new business, it, it can be a lot. Mm-hmm. We're a lot of hats, right? Yeah. I mean, you see it. Mm-hmm. We run a small business. Mm-hmm. We run everything. Yeah. Who's the plumber? Who's the electrician? Who's the technician? Who's the technology expert? Who's the computer wizard? Who's doing the software? Well, especially at the beginning of you know the startup and everything. You know, once you get more involved into it, you tend to farm those aspects of it out. A lot of times, as you get more clientele and you get busier with work for the business, so and time is money, right? Yeah, yeah. So for exactly. you to learn how to do electrical and it's not worth it. Sometimes to pay somebody, I think I told you a couple months ago, we had a plumber over. Mm -hmm. He was there for maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Fixed like five of my problems. I'm like, wow. (laughs) And the bill Uh, was like. Specialize in a field and. Correct. Just like your car mechanic. And I think the bill was like 85, 90 bucks. Yeah. Covered an hour's worth of work. Reasonable. I mean, you you got to find the right guy. Sorry, not guy, person. Person, that's right. (laughs) Well, think about this for a minute. So the the plumber came in, right? And um, I expected him to be there for about an hour fixing one of my problems. Yeah. He fixed the first problem in just a few minutes, honestly. So I'm like, oh, well, well, he's here. Let's look at this. And and he tackled five things for me in that hour. That's amazing if you can get somebody like that. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it was it was impressive. But I, I will say I've had experiences with people before that say, geez, you were only here for 15 minutes. So this should be like 20 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You're not paying for that. You might pay, you might expect to pay for things like that if if it's, you know, strict to time. But you're really paying for that person's expertise. Let's say he was a, a new person, not fresh out of college, that didn't really have the trade or the skill mastered yet, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it took him four hours to do the same thing that this guy just did for me. Yeah, it actually cost you more money. Yeah. So, so anyhow, where I'm going with that is new business, right? We talked about wearing a lot of different hats. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we had to look at was benefits. Mm-hmm. So things are different right? You're not an employee anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have a big corporation sharing those costs. Mm-hmm. So what kind of, you know, what kind of benefits do you have working for an employer that you might not have uh, being self-employed? How about healthcare? Yeah. I mean, we all have to deal with it. Um, if you're married, you might have your spouse that has, um, that's part of a company that does offer some benefits and and that may help, which is fantastic. If not, you're setting up a, uh, a plan for you as a business owner. It's expensive. Yeah. So you have to factor those costs in. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about other benefits like health savings accounts that you can pair with health benefits. How about disability? What if you're disabled? You're alive, but not well. You're not able to earn. It's going to cost you money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the big one, the one that we really help with is retirement, right? And so when you leave an employer, more than likely you Look at your 401k, 403b, 457, and look to roll that over into something else. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you're a business owner and you don't have a plan? You don't have a 401k, right? You're no longer an employee. Mm -hmm. You're the employer. It's your responsibility to come up with something, a solution. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be a 401k. And there's all different types of retirement. Mm -hmm. So the next question uh, this person that I met with yesterday was, what are my options? 
Do I have to open a 401k? Can I open an IRA? I heard really good things about a Roth. Mm -hmm. How much does a Roth pay versus a traditional 401k or traditional IRA? Mm -hmm. It's a common question. Yeah. And the reality is those are just the types of accounts. Mm -hmm. You have investments in there that are tied to the market. And depending on how you invest can change your returns quite dramatically. Mm -hmm. So it's not the account that pays a certain return. Um, but I will say if you are younger and you have a lot of time ahead of you, there might be benefits or reasons why you might want to set up a Roth mm -hmm. or put in post-tax dollars. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing that this person asked was, well, how many accounts can I have? Because I have a business bank account. Now, if I open a retirement account, is that a separate account? Do I have to close my bank account? How, how does that work? And yeah. people don't know. Yeah. It's the same with life insurance. It's the same with any bank account. It's the same with any investment account. Mm -hmm. You can go and open a hundred investment accounts if you want it. Yeah. You can go up and down the street to all these banks, mm -hmm. big banks, small banks. You can go to credit unions, open a check in a savings, right? Mm -hmm. You think they ask you how many accounts you have and, oh, you have too many, Jay? No. <laughs> uh, if you want to go out and manage a hundred accounts, yeah. good luck to you. Go ahead. Because <laughs> each bank usually has their own policy. They have their own fee. You got to keep so much in there, do so many transactions. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be you know, something that will not help that will actually hinder you. But in this case, this new prospect wanted to know if they could open a plan for the business. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, what about an IRA, mm -hmm. whether it be Roth or traditional? And I let them know you can actually have both. Mm -hmm. You can piggyback both benefits. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, tax incentives. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of opportunity for a business <laughs> owner to stack those benefits, mm -hmm. those plans. And that's our job to really help guide and coach them. I don't expect business owners to know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Many of them don't because it's brand new. Yeah. And it's not their field of expertise. No, it's not. That's what they have you for. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> I'm not a tech wizard. I'm not this. I'm not a marketing expert. You know, we know what we do well and we, yeah. we try to stay in our lane and uh, give the most comprehensive advice as we can. Yeah. In the areas where we're not experts, we farm that out to people who know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Another thing that came up in conversation was business structure. So taxes, mm -hmm. tax incentive for having a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. How about succession plan? Mm -hmm. How about estate planning? Yeah. That stuff is not done with us. You go to see a lawyer for that. Mm -hmm. Very important. Now you need legal advice. Yeah. It's part of a team working with a business owner. I love doing it. We're small business owners ourselves. So to me, it was a really meaningful meeting. And I think that the uh, new meeting that I had this prospect, I think that they also got a lot out of it. Um, sending a recap, a summary of everything we discussed. And then the next steps is yeah. extremely important. Yeah, right? definitely. With that, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with the show. Do you have a high deductible insurance plan? If so, have you set up your HSA? There's a ton of people who don't know what it is or how it works. Even worse, there aren't many people who can give you advice about how to make the most of these powerful and unique programs. Not many advisors focus on this in their practice, don't understand the mechanics of how they work or even where to begin helping their clients. Reach out to me, Constantine at Monarch Wealth Management, and I'll guide you through this process and get you on track to make the most of your high deductible plan and your superhuman HSA. Welcome back to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. Constantine here at Monarch Wealth Management with my co-host Jason Georgiev. Back in business, Jay. Back in action. Back in action. 
And now we're going to talk about some current events and how we think things could play out for us as an economy and knowing where to have your money invested. Mm -hmm. So here's a weird thing. Um, Things that we didn't invest in in the last 10 years are starting to become more popular. Mm -hmm. There are different flavor of investment. And I think it's worth mentioning because it's coming up in more and more conversations with clients. Mm -hmm. Some things you can and can't invest with directly uh, at our firm. One of them being I-bonds. I-bonds, I mean, it's, it's, believe me, it's not the uh, newest thing in town. It's been around for a long time. Mm But those rates right now are paying about 9.6. Wow. So they're going to reset and we'll know what those new rates are for the next six months soon. Can't buy them directly with us. Now, believe me, it's not a solution for everything. You can only put 10,000 bucks in there. Yeah. So we're not talking about changing the world or changing lives, but you got a little extra cash on the sidelines. You've uh, had that money in savings and you got yourself at least the year for that money. Take a look at those I-bonds. If you don't know what they are, reach out to us. We'll help you with that. At least point you in the right direction. How about interest rates? You think they're going up or down sideways? You think up. the Fed's going to do? Up. 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 I mean, I- They were talking 0. 0.75. I think, I think, you know, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, that's going to affect things like borrowing for cars, mm-hmm. borrowing for credit cards, borrowing for mortgages, home equity. Uh, if you're a business owner looking to expand or set yourself up, it's going to affect everyone, right? But do you think it's going to be the last increase or do you think nope. they're going to do more? I think they're going to do more. Up until next summer, you think? Well, the so the the Fed's job really is to curtail spending, to reduce mm-hmm. inflation and in. I guess the economy getting ahead of itself. And that's the whole point of doing these. That's the whole point. Yeah. Right. Again, I sound like a broken record, but I've been yelling and screaming at Janet Yellen to be raising rates a long ass time ago. She never did. You were yelling at Yellen? Yeah, she didn't. I guess she didn't hear me. She didn't get my memo from the small private uh, upstate New York wealth management firm. Um, Nice. But anyhow, you know, I think rates are going up. I'm not the most popular person in the room. I know I'm kind of in the minority as far as advisors I talk to. I think that it's going to be tough for the next year. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And that doesn't mean get completely out of the market, but I think there are some pockets where you should be careful. Technology, I think is somewhere you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you rattled off those year to date numbers. SN, or NASDAQ was down what, 34. 30, 34% year to date. I don't think it's done. If yeah. the Fed continues to raise interest rates, that's going to put pressure on those companies that are looking or depending on future earnings, yeah. makes them less valuable today, right? Doesn't mean they're not good companies. Doesn't mean that they're not making money. Some of them are not though. Mm-hmm. So can I ask a question about that? Yes, please. Um, so when they raise rates, these companies are hurting because there's less money that people can spend now, right? Well, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why, but okay. the, really what they look at is, is when I, we were just looking at technology companies, yeah. they rely on future earnings. A lot of these, let's say a biotech, let's say, look at even uh, Facebook. Okay. Did they come out with this new headset? I think just a couple of days ago, Zuckerberg was on TV bragging yeah. about it. Some okay. weird thing where you yeah. can like basically live in your house, put this headset on, you can go to the grocery store and pretend like you walk around Sweden or Norway and- <laughs> I don't know what it does, but it like seems virtual reality kind, kind of, of. Okay. Yeah, I got, I guess. Gotcha. And they're going to want to make that environment uh, profitable for them as a business. Mm-hmm. Right. 
But what goes into that? Well, it's a lot of R&D research and development to get the technology, to get the software, to get the systems in place. Yeah. They burn through a shit ton of cash, right? Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They blew through a lot of cash <laughs> to get that up and running. Yeah. Is it making money for them right now? Probably not. No. No. I, no, because it just came out. Yeah. But even when they start selling the product, they yeah. got to market it. All the research development that they poured into getting this thing. And I'm, believe me, I'm sure there were failures. Yeah. There were mistakes. There were bugs. And there's going to be more and more bugs. Mm -hmm. So it costs them a lot of money to do that. Mm -hmm. It's not bringing in money today. Yeah. Maybe in five years from now, people say, wow, look at this headset. I can, I could do so much. Mm -hmm. Maybe it changes the way that we live. Yeah. I don't think so, but maybe it does. Maybe. So in five years, everyone's got these headsets. They're not going out and doing stuff at the bars or going out traveling, going to these different events. They sit at home and they put their headset, headset on. They do it virtually. And they do it virtually. And maybe they pay for a subscription fee or yeah. they buy things a la carte. Now it starts generating revenue. Mm -hmm. So it may start to pay off then, right? Mm -hmm. The way stocks trade is they look in the future. They don't look at what already happened. Yeah. When the earnings reports come out and they say, oh, this is great. You know, we made so much money. Well, that already happened. Mm -hmm. Right. It's baked into the cake. Yeah. What they really care about, what you should care about as an investor is not only the liquidity of the company, the valuation, how it's making money and forecasts. Mm -hmm. Are they raising expectations or are they lowering them? Yeah. You know, and so when you think about inflation and the way that things are leveraged with those companies, the tech companies, they're relying on the earnings down the road mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. Right. So when you have inflation and rates rising, that puts a lower value on that money down the road. Mm -hmm. So if I promise you, Jay, I'm going to give you $5 in a decade, that might be great, but it may not. If rates keep going up, the value of that five bucks in yeah. your hand today mm -hmm. might buy you a gallon of gas. Mm -hmm. 10 years down the road, it might not even buy you a quarter of a gallon. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. But that's what happens by virtue of interest rates going up and why it's putting pressure on these technology companies. Most tech companies have very high valuations mm -hmm. because it's the unexpected. Yeah. And you're taking a gamble, right? Mm -hmm. It's a gamble when you buy these technology companies that don't have current earnings. And that's why you see them go up in value quite dramatically. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll happen over the course of the next 10 years. Yeah. Finding the right stocks, though, is extremely important. And I would definitely not be diving in head first. Yeah. So where should you be looking? Well, um, individual bonds are something that we're talking more and more about with clients. It's a way to buy bonds, whether they be treasuries, uh, notes. Uh, you can buy zero coupon bonds that are direct uh, from the treasury or in the secondary market. Right. We can buy those, scoop them up, paying maybe three, three and a half percent. Um, you hold them to maturity mm -hmm. and they mature and you go out and you shop for a new bond. Mm -hmm. You hold them to maturity. You got your principal. You collected a coupon, maybe unless you bought a zero coupon bond and everyone's happy. Now, what's the length of time on these that you varies? Depends on how long you have. Okay. If we go out a couple of years, we've been building out, you know, bond, bond ladders where some will come due in six months. Some will come due in eight months, mm -hmm. 10 months, 12 months. We're keeping them short in duration because I think rates are going up. Okay. And these bonds are all, the, the rates on these bonds are all different um, they depending are. on the length of time. Correct. And you buy them at different prices too because we're buying them on the secondary market. Okay. So that means if you buy uh, one bond, mm -hmm. typical bond is a thousand bucks, right? You might pay $950 for that bond. Yes. When it matures, 
it matures at a thousand bucks. So you bought it at a discount. Yeah. Right. So that's one way that we're looking at things. Um, there's also some alternative investment options that, you know, we, we can't get into on the show, but with a meeting, there's some ways that we can benefit when the market's going up or down or sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh, trading options is another way. Uh, again, none of these are, are guarantees unless you're looking at the bonds and you're buying some treasures, things like that. But there are avenues to invest where you can protect that money. Now, it's not all sun, sunshine and rainbows, right? <laughs> Three and 4% sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm positive. I didn't lose 20. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. The problem is we know inflation is at around eight, 9%. Yeah. I don't know how rapidly the Fed is going to have that under control and get that back down to maybe 4%. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be maybe some way midway next year to the tail end, maybe mm-hmm. uh, third quarter. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am wrong. But I mean, if you look at it now, you're losing 34% in the NASDAQ. So if you're making 4% and not losing that, you're really on top. You've got it. Even if you're breaking even. You got it. You know? You got it. So Now, you don't want to take all your money and do just that and just buy those bonds. Because yeah. guess what? But if I'm wrong? Yeah. Have I been wrong before? Yeah, I've been Never. wrong. <laughs> been wrong. And what happens is if you miss out on that and the market goes up 25, 30 plus percent, you're going to want to murder yourself and me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're stuck making three plus percent. Yeah. So you I don't want to put all your money so there. You want a little here, a little there. Correct. A little diversify. And- One thing to point out, I've had these conversations with multiple clients. Mm-hmm. They understand the market. They understand how it fluctuates in value. And a lot of them say, no, you know what? I don't want to monkey around with shifting, getting 3% and then going back in. The next 10 years, I know I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So if we can have those dividends reinvested, buying additional shares as they go on sale, dollar cost average makes some tweaks, but I don't want to do the bond thing. That's okay too. I say both people are right. Yeah. Who's going to be more right? I'll tell you in five or 10 years. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> so those are some of the things that I see happening. Uh, the war in Ukraine is, is seems to be heating up, if anything. Um, we're very close to winter. I know we've had some oil and pipeline issues. Uh, I don't know what's real, what's not real. I don't know what to believe anymore, but we can't bet on that for our investments, for our clients. Yeah. Um, Midterm elections. I know we have things three weeks. We have Halloween coming on to spook everyone. Uh, typically, October to November can be tough months, mid-year, midterm election years. So there's a lot on our plates, things that we look at and deal with each and every day. We don't want to invest irrationally. We don't want to make crazy tweaks unless a client is really uncomfortable, but it's revisiting the risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. That was a mouthful. <laughs> that was a lot. With that, I think that's all the time we have for today's show. Thanks again for listening to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. Constantine here at Monarch Wealth Management with my co-host, Jason Georgiev. Thanks again, everyone. Yes, we'll see you next time. See you next week. You've been listening to Pennywise Financial, brought to you by Monarch Wealth Management. Constantine and David really care about their clients. They want to make sure you're happy, so you'll continue to hire them. There's no commitments, and clients are free to leave whenever they want. Think about being able to pick up the phone and call someone for guidance and advice on almost anything, from buying a car, selling a home, buying vacation properties, or even selling a business. Reach out on the website at monarchwealthmanagement.com. There are two offices in Rochester and two offices in Buffalo. Reach out to us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube, or call us toll-free at 800-480-1580. That's 800-480-1580. Until next time, 
This is Pennywise Financial, signing off. in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC.